When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I grabbed his hand and swung him sharply to face me. Finally, we got him. It took me a whole month to hunt him down. When I pulled the mask off the guy's face, I was so shocked. I almost let him slip away. My greatest enemy, one of New York's biggest crooks, turned out to be an incredibly handsome boy. I'd never seen such a good-looking guy in my life. He didn't look that handsome in his picture. And besides, he looked younger. Are you going to arrest me, gorgeous? He asked, and he grinned. I will, I muttered softly, and loosened my grip a little. That gave him the advantage. The villain deftly twisted out of my hands, and then ran away. I'm such a fool. How could I have screwed up so badly? My bosses certainly wouldn't appreciate it, and I could forget about my bonus. Hi, my name's Giselle. By day, I'm a regular high school student. No different from any other teenager. By night, I work as a secret agent. When I got back to my headquarters, my boss was very unhappy that I failed the mission. You've been hunting him for a month, Giselle. And then you blew it just like that? Jerry was pissed. He pounded his fist on the table, which made me flinch. I'm sorry it won't happen again. Of course it won't. If you don't catch him, I'll fire you. What? I screamed. No, he can't fire me. For two years, I've been working for the Secret Service that helps catch dangerous criminals and also big crooks. I've built up quite a track record. And now, Jerry wants to fire me because of some crook? I mean, so what if he robbed a bunch of jewelry stores, one of the biggest banks, and now he's on the hunt for a rare pink diamond? Adrian was sure getting on my nerves, and today, I was closer to him than ever. But his good looks, his charming smile, and a blue like the sky eyes have clouded my mind. He's gorgeous, but that should have been the last thing on my mind. The next day at school, I wasn't myself. I couldn't focus on my studies because all my thoughts were on catching Adrian. At lunch, I had a real surprise. My greatest enemy walked into the dining room. I almost choked, but I still managed to spill orange juice on my skirt. What are you doing here? I snapped at the guy. I study here now. He said, and he grinned again. Oh, I wish I could punch him in the mouth to erase that gorgeous yet horrible grin. I'm going to tie you up and turn you into the cops, okay? I threatened. Come on, baby doll. He hugged me gently around the waist. You're so sweet, yet you make such threats. It doesn't suit you to be rude with your angelic looks. He spoke softly, and his voice caressed my ears. I giggled stupidly and I completely forgot there was a conniving criminal in front of me. 
Now, he was just a handsome guy. He made my head spin. I was going to say something nice, but Adrian was long gone. I immediately came to my senses. I wanted to run around and bang my head against the wall. I felt like such an idiot. I had the perfect opportunity to grab him. And what did I do? Nothing. I ran into the criminal again in the school hallway and hissed angrily. You can't keep running away from me for long. Now I know where you go to school. And in fact, I can catch you right now. Really? He smiled. But you're not allowed to reveal yourself. Same as the service you work for. Otherwise, you'd be fired. And then they'll lock you up and probably erase your memory. You make a fuss here, you'll make it worse for yourself. I'll just turn you into the cops. Who's going to believe you? I'm just a 17-year-old boy. Besides, I could turn you in too. I used to work for the same service as you. Adrian smiled slyly and left, whistling some song. In the evening, I began devising a plan to catch him. I decided to find out why he transferred to my school in the first place. As it turned out, there was a guy at my school who had information about the pink diamond. Oh no, Adrian might grab him and do something to hurt him. Jerry, I need help. Adrian goes to my school and... I already know everything, but we definitely can catch him there. There are too many people. Children first and foremost. We don't want to make too much noise. Here's the invitation. He'll probably show up at the event tonight. It was a social gathering. I came wearing a beautiful dress, but with my weapon, which I cleverly hid in my purse. As expected, Adrian was there. He smiled at me. Then he came over and asked me to dance. I was like I was hypnotized again because I didn't think twice, and I said yes. Part of my mind whispered that I should disarm a dangerous criminal during the dance, but Adrian was complimenting me and I was losing my head. A strange weakness took hold of me, and by the end of the dance, I almost fainted. When I finished dancing, Adrian turned away from me, and that's when I realized the hall was slowly filling up with sleeping gas. It was time to leave the party. I found out a little later that the crook had managed to get the key to the vault where the pink diamond was kept. He was sure to pay a visit that night, so I had to somehow stop him during the day. When Adrian came to school, I immediately attacked him from behind, and just as I was about to inject him with a sedative, someone grabbed my legs. Don't touch Adrian! A high school girl squeaked. Get your hands off of him! Shouted another one. I didn't know he'd already had his own fan club. The girls jumped on me, but I quickly took them all down. Except the guy was already gone. I looked for him in the halls, in the cafeteria. I even looked for him in the men's room. But I wish I hadn't done that, because the stupid boys laughed at me, and they threw toilet paper at me. I was so angry, because my job was on the line, and I love my job. I like taking risks, catching criminals, and I also love all the secrecy. Giselle, the principal came up to me. I got a report that you started a fight. Oh no, that's the last thing I need. The principal scolded me for misbehaving, assigned me some work after school, and reminded me that I had to get my grades straightened out. Otherwise, I risk repeating the year. Oh man, the life of an ordinary teenager fell on my lap at a bad time. On my way home, I made up my mind that I was definitely going to catch Adrian tonight, and he couldn't harm me. Jerry and I discussed a plan of action, and I went out on a mission. I tracked Adrian's trajectory and grabbed him right outside the building. But the guy was able to break free, and we got into a fight. It's like we're dancing. He smiled. Shut up! 
You're being rude again. How could such a beautiful girl be so rude? I smacked Adrian in the face, and he passed out. And then, our special service cars pulled up. But the guy suddenly jumped up and threw a tear gas device under our feet. While we were trying to recover, the criminal was already running away from the building. No, he's not getting away from me today. I ran after him, but Adrian had already jumped on his bike and sped around the corner. We lost him again. It's okay. He'll be back. Jerry said over the radio. Jerry, he said he used to work for you. That's right. But he got lured over to the other side, because there were more opportunities and more money. Adrian is well-trained, and he has a lot of our equipment, which he successfully uses on his missions. Unfortunately, we misjudged him when we hired him to work for us. After that brief story, Adrian made me even more angry. So, I decided not to wait till nighttime. I was going to catch him in the morning, right before school. It was hard to track him down, but I did it. Apparently, the guy had anticipated what I was going to do, so he was well prepared. Now we were fighting on an equal footing, but I had more training. So, I knocked Adrian out, and then I contacted Jerry. The boss wasn't happy I was out on a daytime mission, because someone might have seen me. But still, they came to get the guy. It's a shame our story ends like this. Adrian told me, when they put him in the car, already handcuffed. I'm not sad, it's your own fault. He smiled charmingly at me again, and there was so much sadness in the guy's eyes that I suddenly wanted to save him, but I resisted my impulse. However, that wasn't the end of my adventure, because someone filmed me fighting with Adrian, and how I was using my secret weapon to knock him out. It was a sight not to be seen by outsiders, because that video could expose the entire secret organization. Jerry wasn't happy. The video showed me using specially designed equipment that you couldn't buy in regular stores. Jerry, please don't fire me. Giselle, you broke a rule, and you got exposed. But I wasn't wearing a suit, and the tape can be removed from the internet. Several people have already seen it. Jerry, please, I can fix this. Just don't take away my job and my memory. The boss sighed heavily, because he didn't want me to leave either. In two years, we not only got to work together, we'd become friends. The boss promised to keep me. If I could come up with something, I had to write a comment under that video that the weird secret weapon was just a theatrical prop and that our fierce fight was just a rehearsal for a scene in the play. But to be more convincing, I needed Adrian to comment as well. And he's in our secret prison right now. I doubt he's going to help me. Still, I decided to take a chance. The criminal smiled charmingly at me. He said he knew I'd come to him one day asking for help. In return, he first demanded freedom and then a date with me. I almost agreed, and then we decided that the crook would be moved to a more comfortable cell. Adrian and I videotaped our speech, and we reenacted the fight with the same props. People believed us and stopped speculating about the Secret Service. Jerry was pleased, but he warned me that if I ever go on a mission during the day, I'd be stripped of both my job and my memory. I won't be so reckless again. I said with a smile. There was still another problem. My schoolwork. The principal informed my parents that I was at a risk of repeating a year. My dad and mom put me under house arrest, which forced me to miss some important assignments. Jerry wasn't happy. I was really needed on my next assignment. So, I asked the principal to let me take all the tests at once. He was skeptical of my request. After all, it's impossible to write all the tests at once for high scores. I myself was not confident in my own abilities, but I had no choice. The next day, the results came back, and I passed almost all the tests with a high score. My parents, teachers, and principal calmed down, 
and I was able to continue working for the Secret Service. Would you like a job like mine? Hi everyone, my name is Cassie, and I'm so perfect that all the boys lose their heads over me. However, at some point, all that changed. Well, I'm so perfect that I shine brighter than the sun. I mean, there's got to be a reason why all guys lose their head over me, and probably their vision, because I'm a real dazzler. Every one of them dreams of being my boyfriend, and I'm hoping amongst all this mighty crowd to find the one who will also dazzle me with his brilliance, and ideally with some diamonds. Boys fight for my attention all the time. I'm used to it. Once, two boys even did a motorbike race for me. I sat bored in the bleachers of the stadium, painting my nails while they rode around. I have no idea what they were trying to accomplish. I left the stadium immediately after a local rich kid texted me. Oh, you have no idea how long I've been on the hunt for him. For the first time in my life, I had to chase someone, instead of turning around and laughing at the poor saps who tried to chase me. But unfortunately, I got my hopes up for nothing when Mark asked me out. He just invited me to a party, and then he just treated me like a friend. But it's better than sitting in the stadium and waiting for two idiots to finish a useless race. Anyway, I was enjoying my life as Miss Perfect. At some point, however, I sensed something wasn't right. In fact, I noticed various prophetic signs as early as this morning. For instance, my hair dryer stopped working. I accidentally broke a nail with a nail file. How is that possible? Well, somehow it is possible. I must have been cursed by some evil nail master spirit. Also, I was in such a hurry to get to school. I wore a shirt that totally didn't match the skirt. At first, I wasn't surprised that the boys weren't paying attention to me. After all, I wasn't in the best shape and they must have noticed my broken nail. However, it turned out to be much worse. A new girl came to our school, who wowed absolutely everyone with her beauty. Even Mark, who I'd been chasing. That's when I knew I was screwed. Not only was she more perfect than me, I wasn't even in the best shape that day. And the new Miss Perfect also noticed my broken nail, my flawed hairstyle, and my horrible shirt. Who is that? I asked my classmate. Her name is Rebecca, and she's joining our class. What? She's going to be our classmate? Oh no! As soon as the new girl walked into class, I was afraid that all the guys were going to choke on their drool. How pathetic and ridiculous they look! I decided heavily and sent out a group message that I was inviting everyone to the party on Saturday. After all, I've been in the school longer than Rebecca, and I've built up quite a reputation. Plus, my parties are legendary. But no one showed up on Saturday. I, of course, was outraged, so I tried to find out where everyone had gone. As it turned out, Rebecca was also having a party that day, and everyone went to her place because she had a pool and a cool DJ was playing. This is outrageous! I yelled out. I was so angry, I smashed a carafe full of punch. I couldn't take it anymore, and I went to the party too. I wanted to know what I was being traded for. There was lots of delicious food and drinks. Guys were swimming in the pool, and the DJ was rocking the crowd on the dance floor. Whatever, nothing fancy, just a regular party. Mine would be cooler. When Rebecca approached me with a tray of snacks on it, I gave her an arrogant look and smacked her on the arm. And all the food went flying onto the ground. Who do you think you are? You come to our school and decide you're in charge? No, that's not going to work. I'm in charge. 
You're nobody and will stay that way if you continue to show off. The new girl started crying. I was pleased with myself for bringing Rebecca to tears, but I didn't expect all the boys to turn against me. The boys immediately started calming her down. Why did you come here? You've only spoiled everyone's mood. Get lost. Their bluntness made me gasp for air. Rebecca was embraced by my admirers, and I was supposed to leave? What? Am I in a parallel universe? I had no other choice. I left the party in tears. The next day, I was in for a real shock. Mark gifted Rebecca a red Porsche. He was moved by the girl's tears that he decided to cheer her up. Happy Rebecca hugged the boy and kissed him on the cheek. While I burned with jealousy and anger. Porsche? Seriously? Just over some tears? If I had known it was that easy, I'd be throwing tantrums for Mark every week. I wanted to throw rotten eggs at that car, but that would probably ruin my reputation even more. Instead, I decided to be friends with Rebecca, and then after, I discovered all her secrets. Destroy her. But as soon as I approached the new girl, she was immediately surrounded by her high school football players, who used to carry me in their arms. Stay away from her. One of them said, I just wanted to talk. You already talked once and made Rebecca cry. We won't let her get hurt. You go near her again and we won't let you get away with it. Got it? Threatened the other one. Holy crap, are they all crazy? Maybe Rebecca had some kind of magic and put a spell on all the guys. I thought nobody would ever look at me now, but I still had admirers outside of school. So I decided to start dating one of those motorbike guys who did a race in my honor back then. His name was Zach. He won, by the way. We drove up to the supermarket on this awesome motorbike, and we looked great. Right up until the moment when Rebecca and Mark pulled up in their limo. They made us look lame and ridiculous. At the store, Mark was buying Rebecca everything she pointed her finger at, and I had to choke down a cheap candy bar because my boyfriend spent most of his money on gas. Hey, I caught Mark by the arm and took him aside. Do you know she's taking advantage of you? Rebecca's a nice girl, and she's not capable of that. You, on the other hand, really liked my money. And you were the one who wanted to take advantage of me. So back off. He pushed me away and walked over to Rebecca holding a brand new purse. No, that's not how it works. If this little upstart thought she could outshine me, she's dead wrong. Because I wasn't about to give up without a fight. First, I decided to find out more about who Rebecca was. Luckily, my boyfriend's dad was a cop so I was able to get some information about her. Turns out, Rebecca and I went to the same primary schools. I immediately remembered an invisible girl who I used to make fun of a lot. No one ever noticed her because all the attention was on me. Was she now determined to get back at me? I also found out that one time, Rebecca got into a serious fight with some girl and her parents got a fine. Hmm, why don't I just get her involved in a fight? Then her reputation would definitely be ruined. Well, why would you do that, Cassie? Zach asked, while waxing his bike. I want my reputation back. I want everyone to lose their head over me again. But you already have me. Why do you need others? The guy hugged me, and I wanted to scream at his stupidity. What do you mean, why? Zach was not the best option. I wanted guys like Mark, not poor guys on motorbikes. You wouldn't understand. It's, you know, a girl thing. I giggled stupidly. The next day, I did my best to provoke Rebecca, but she remained calm. And I was about to say goodbye to my reputation at school forever when I overheard a very interesting conversation. 
Rebecca was talking to my classmate and telling her how annoying Mark was and that she only puts up with him because of the money. She also added that she's sick of all her followers and that she wanted to steal my boyfriend. Wow, that was unexpected. It's a good thing I filmed the whole thing. I told Zach about it, but he wasn't supportive. Well, why don't you post that video for all to see? It'll only help her, and now she's suffering. But then everyone will be disappointed in her, and I'll go back to being Miss Perfect. To me, you're already perfect, and I would never look at someone like Rebecca. I don't know why, but his words really impressed me. No one had ever said anything to me like that before. And Zach was able to surprise me and make me feel good without money or gifts. But despite that, I didn't want to back down from my plan. Putting the video online was too easy. What about playing it during our traditional end-of-school-year ball? The effect would be amazing. For me, of course. When I got to the prom, I wasn't surprised to see all the guys hanging around Rebecca. Hardly anyone paid any attention to me. And I was about to get the memory stick to the prom host when I noticed something. Rebecca was reluctantly dancing with every guy and kept looking at me. I noticed the look of dissatisfaction on her face. Well, of course, but I couldn't care less about her, and the new girl just wanted to make me suffer. I looked at the memory stick, smiled, and put it away in my clutch. Zach was right. There's no need to ruin anything, because Rebecca, sooner or later, will ruin everything herself when she gets tired of the circus. I left the ball with a happy look on my face and went to my boyfriend's. So shall we go for a ride on the bike? I asked. Whatever you want. He answered. For the first time, I enjoyed our time together. We went to a secluded place, watched the sunset, and cuddled. At that moment, I didn't care about Mark or my reputation at school, and I certainly didn't care about Rebecca. But on the very last day of school, something interesting happened. As I walked down the corridor, I was suddenly attacked from behind. It was Rebecca. She started a fight right in front of everyone. You always piss me off. You drive me crazy now. I've done everything I can to ruin your reputation, and you don't even respond to it, she yelled. Everyone was shocked, and I pulled out one of her tricks and started crying. All the guys immediately ran up to me to console me. Even Mark came to my defense. That was the moment Rebecca destroyed herself and ran away from school in shame. You were right about her, Mark said. I'm sorry I didn't believe you at first. Do you want to go out sometime? He smiled and took my hand. Get lost, I said calmly. I'm not interested in people like you anymore. Everyone was shocked when I blew off this rich kid. I was relieved. I got my reputation back. Mark asked me out on a date, and I had the nerve to reject him in front of everyone. And then there was my boyfriend, Zach, waiting for me outside of school, who wouldn't trade me for any Rebecca. Being perfect is great, and being surrounded by admirers is fine too, but it's more important to be surrounded by people who see more than just your perfect looks. They see your soul. Zach made me realize that, and now I'm happy. Do you consider yourself a perfect person? Write your answers in the comments. I'd be interested in reading them. And be sure to share this video with your friends. I was gone for five minutes, but five minutes was always enough for them. When I went back to the table where my boyfriend Mike and I were having coffee, I saw some girl who I didn't know sitting in my chair. She didn't seem bothered by the fact that my purse was hanging on the back of my chair at all. What about Mike? 
Well, he didn't seem to have any idea what was going on and was smiling like nothing had happened. It pissed me off. I wasn't ready to put up with another stranger this time. So I decided to act in the spirit of a typical bouncer. I walked up to her, grabbed her by the hair, and dragged her aside. Ouch! The girl screamed. What are you doing? Help! I was attacked by a psycho! You'll know how it is to hit on my boyfriend. A shocked Mike froze and decided not to interfere. Finally, I let go of the girl's hair. And she ran away so fast, she should be in the Olympics. Everyone in the cafe looked at me with horror. She was messing with my boyfriend. As if apologizing, I said and returned to the table. Hi, my name is Katie. I'm a little jealous, but I can't help it. My boyfriend is incredibly handsome and graces the covers of many fashion magazines. Mike was 17, and he was already working at a very famous modeling agency. He participated in fashion shows, starred in commercials. I do not know what he saw in me, but it was love at first sight. I had just moved to a new school, and I was already head over heels in love with the handsomest guy in the world. That's usually how an unrequited love story starts, but I got lucky. Mike came up to me one day and said, Would you like to go to the movies? I was taken aback, but still squeezed out of myself. Sure. And so we started dating. Yeah, some would say I found my happiness, and I kind of agree with that. But it wasn't that easy. Mike was never alone. He had girls around him all the time. At school, in class, at the modeling agency, cafes, movies, the playground. It was as natural for Mike as breathing. I was suffocating with jealousy. But that was just the beginning. In and out of school, I was always near him. I was more or less calm about Mike. But when he went to Paris for a week, I started going crazy. And with eyes red with fatigue, I was 24 hours a day monitoring his social media. And God forbid there was a girl in the picture. And then Mike was back and I was happy again. As for the cafe scene, yeah, I lost my temper a little bit there. But it's understandable too. Once we were supposed to do a biology project. When they started announcing couples, I had my fingers crossed. I wish it was Mike. I wish it was Mike. Miss Morris, meanwhile, announced, Katie and Rob. Oh, shit, I blurted out, but quietly. Miss Morris continued, Mike and Tiffany. It was comparable to a knockout. Tiffany is the captain of the cheerleading squad and just a walking stereotype of the school beauty. After class, I went up to Miss Morris and tried to protest her decision. But all I got in response was, Your opinion doesn't matter here. Rob, who had been standing beside me the whole time, said, Are we going to work on ours? I let out a sigh of despair and nodded affirmatively. Rob was over the moon, and I noticed that he liked me for a long time. When I found Mike at recess, I asked him, Where will you be working on the project? Tiffany invited me to her house cool, I think they have a hot tub. I tried not to show, but it was hard. Not only was Tiffany beautiful, but she lived in a huge mansion where she was allowed to do whatever she wanted. Her parents worshipped her like a deity. She could do nothing but dance, though. I tried to start from afar. Look, is Tiffany even good, do you think? Kind of, Mike answered briefly. And she can dance. I think so. 
I couldn't help but blurt it out. Do you think you could fall in love with someone like Tiffany? What? What's your point? Just answer it. I don't think I want anyone but you. I smiled, but it didn't make me feel any better. Tiffany had her eye on Mike for a long time. I knew that for a fact. She'd told her friends in the locker room once, if I was dating Mike, we'd be the prettiest couple in school. Well, that's not going to happen, I whispered. What? Mike asked back. I said I love you. I love you too. It was project day. We had to do an experiment on a live mouse and find out how the reward system worked. This required building a small cage and a cheese dispenser, like in the textbook. Generally, I loved biology, so I was sure that Rob and I would have no problem, especially since he was a straight-A student. I invited the guy over to my house. Rob showed up an hour early and brought a bag of chips and a Coke. We started working on the project, but something inside me was rebelling. I couldn't concentrate and reread the textbook page by page just to understand it. I couldn't stop thinking about Mike. Knowing that he was in Tiffany's house at the same time was excruciating. Rob, meanwhile, had finished the cheese dispenser and asked how things were. Great, I lied. But, you know, let's put it on hold for a while. But we have to turn it in soon. We'll make it. I wanted so badly to go to Tiffany's and take a peek at what was going on to put my mind at rest. But I didn't want to go alone either, so I lied to Rob again. Look, there's just one thing we're missing here. We need to go somewhere and get it. Why don't I run home? Rob suggested. <laughs> don't be silly, I said, and we went to Tiffany's. I didn't know what to do yet, but I was determined. Mike is a great guy, but he doesn't know how to say no. He's too cooperative, and who knows what can happen when he's around a girl like Tiffany. I knew where she lived beforehand. I guess I felt like I couldn't take it. So there we were. The house was really big, like the kind of mansions where old reclusive aristocrats live, or vampires who lure young girls there. At that moment, Tiffany herself was the kind of vampire I needed to get rid of. Here we are, I told Rob. Wow, is this Dracula's residence? <laughs> That's funny. Rob was embarrassed. All we have to do is sneak in through that window on the second floor. What? I thought we were here for a detail. Yeah, that's where Tiffany lives. And while I'm looking for the part, you're going to ring the bell and pretend you're an encyclopedia salesman. But she knows me. We're in the same class. Trust me, she has no idea who you are. Okay, fine. But I don't like it. I patted Rob on the shoulder and climbed up to the second floor, gripping the gutter tightly with my hands. It was pretty high and I didn't want to fall down and die right here in front of Tiffany's house. As I climbed onto the balcony, I looked down and waved to Rob. He waved back. I waved for him to go to the door and ring the bell. The guy left. I opened the door and went inside. Everything in Tiffany's house looked pompous and expensive. Marble floors and stairs, huge chandeliers, paintings on the walls. Yes, a vampire lives here for sure, I whispered to myself. I walked down the long hallway. I didn't know exactly where the terrible Tiffany's lair was located, where she lures naive, handsome guys like Mike. At that moment, Rob rang the doorbell. I barely had time to hide behind the curtains. First, I saw Tiffany come out of the room, and then I saw Mike. He came downstairs too. While they were gone, I slipped into the room. There was a mouse cage on the bed and a textbook next to it. 
Well, that doesn't mean anything yet, I decided. We need more information. I couldn't think of anything better to do than hide in the closet. A few minutes later, Mike and Tiffany returned. Rob is a weird kid, Mike said. I've never seen him before, Tiffany said. He's in my class. I still haven't figured out why he came here. Okay, let's keep going. Let's. Where were we? Something that makes you feel good. Ah, that's it! I couldn't take this betrayal anymore and jumped out of the closet. I knew it! Tiffany shrieked in horror and rushed over to Mike. You're in love with Tiffany! What are you doing here? There was no face on either of them. Watching you cheat on me. But we were just working on a project. I heard everything. Where did you settle on? What makes it fun? I mocked Mike ineptly. That's part of the experiment. You have to give the mouse food to program its actions. Without pleasure, it won't budge. There was an uncomfortable pause. We can't go on like this. Mike said irritably. What are you talking about? Your paranoia. But no, Katie, it's over. Mike, not wanting to hear my excuses, left the room. I guess you can find your own way out, Tiffany told me sarcastically and ran after Mike. I came home depressed. I couldn't believe Mike had left me, all because of Tiffany. Who am I kidding, my inner voice said. This was all my fault. Why did I have to go to her house? I knew Mike would never lie to me, but it was too late. I woke up with the distinct feeling that I had to get Mike back. But how? Thinking about how to get my boyfriend back, I had completely forgotten about my project with Rob. Thankfully, my classmate had done it alone. I found Mike and Tiffany at school, standing at their desks, talking. I went over to the girl. Oh, look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to barge into your house and act stupid. What else do you call someone who doesn't trust her loving boyfriend? Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, Tiffany replied. I went back to Rob in the mouse cage. Both of our projects got top marks. I didn't have much to do with it, though. But I promised Rob I'd go to the movies with him to see his favorite sci-fi movies sometime. Cool. The guy was happy. After class, Mike came up to me and said, as if nothing had happened, What a hassle with these mice. Try to get them to run a maze for a piece of cheese. You did it. So did you. He took my hand and walked me home. Of course, my jealousy didn't magically disappear. But at least now I wasn't sneaking into other people's houses and punching the next girl who fell in love with Mike. Beauty requires sacrifice. What would you do if all the girls at school were in love with your boyfriend and tried to take him away from you? Write your answers in the comments, like the video, and share it with your friends. Hi everyone, my name is Caroline, and I was homeless until the moment when billionaires took me to live in their luxurious mansion. Wondering how that happened? Stay tuned! One cold fall evening, I was trying to find money for food. Well, or just food. I didn't care. Ask me how it happened that I became homeless? Well, my parents died a couple of years ago, and I couldn't live in an orphanage because the local kids abused me. At one point, I ran away, figuring the streets would be easier for me. That night, I couldn't find a cent on the street and had already resigned myself to starving. Suddenly, I saw a well-dressed woman on her way to the supermarket. I immediately ran up to her and tried to steal her purse. Believe me, it wasn't my first robbery. The street dictates its own rules. However, at that very minute, some guy was right next to us. 
He pushed me away. Get lost, tramp, or you'll be in trouble. He threatened me with his fist. I didn't want to confront him and ran away. Well, now I had no food and money. But the next day, I had a surprise. The woman I was trying to steal from found me outside the supermarket, handed me a full bag of food and a warm jacket. Thank you, but why? You're too good to me. I tried to rob you. I had tears of gratitude in my eyes. I know you had to do it because of the way you live. She smiled. What's your name? Caroline. And why are you on the streets at such a young age? I told her the story of my life. The woman wept and promised to help me. I expected her to give me some more warm clothes and a sleeping bag and lots of food. But what happened next didn't just shock me. It killed me. In a good way, don't worry. A woman arrived in a luxury car with her husband. At this time, I was eating a baguette, trying to stretch it out into the evening. Well, that's it, Caroline. You're coming to live with us now, said my savior and smiled. Wh what? I was so shocked. I choked on a piece of baguette. A girl like you shouldn't be living on the streets. We want to adopt you. Is that what you want too? She asked. Of course I said yes. And who wouldn't refuse in my place? On the way, I was modestly silent and terribly worried. And when we arrived, I was speechless. Now I'm going to live in a luxurious mansion, like a real castle. I was incredibly happy until I saw the guy defending my new mom. Oh, I forgot all about him. I bet he wouldn't be happy to have me in his house. Who the hell is she? He frowned at me as we got out of the car. Nick, this is your new sister, Caroline. We've decided to adopt her. Are you out of your mind? She's the tramp who tried to rob you, Mom. Nick, I get it, but it's my decision and your father's. We always wanted a second child, but you know yourself that we can't have any more. So get a normal kid from an orphanage. Nick, Caroline lives here now. Accept it said the father sternly. Nick immediately calmed down. His father seemed to be an authority he didn't risk arguing with. The boy muttered something to himself and went into the house, slamming the door loudly. Mr. and Mrs. Gilbert showed me my room, which I was absolutely delighted with. A huge bed, my own walk-in closet, lots of new and beautiful things, and a private bathroom. It's like heaven. I couldn't even dream of that. I immediately fell on my bed and cried with happiness. Now I had a home and a family. I'm not alone. But I was having trouble with Nick. I tried to get through to him, but the guy was stubbornly ignoring me. But what pissed Nick off the most was that his best friend had found common ground with me. Brian was a nice young man. He treated me like a regular girl, even though he knew I was from the streets. He helped me study. When my parents hired teachers to homeschool me, he talked to me and even taught me how to play PlayStation. And then one day, I overheard an unpleasant conversation. How can you socialize with that tramp? Nick asked angrily. She's normal. It's your sister. She's not my sister. She's the trash of society. I felt so hurt by those words. I couldn't hold back my tears. I went down to the living room and stared at a picture on the wall for a long time. I really liked the painting. I couldn't help myself, so I went and touched it. If you touch it again, you're out of the house. Nick threatened me when he came in. What? 
If I find you stole something or invited your tramp friends over, I'm not going to be nice to you. I'll throw you all out. I don't want to steal anything. For the first time, I decided to stand up for myself. I'm not what you think I am. And you'd know that if you weren't such a jerk. We would have kept fighting, but my parents came back. They gave me an expensive phone with a bunch of diamonds on it. Nick just snorted and went back to his room. And I was as happy as a baby. The next day, I decided to take a little walk. It was a beautiful day. I was listening to music on my phone when suddenly I was stopped by some vagrants with whom I used to feud. The thing is, I've always been on my own and a lot of people didn't like it. Seeing me in my new clothes and with a cool new phone like this, the tramps just jumped on me without a word, stealing all my money, phone, and even my new jacket. They did me bad and I sat down on the pavement and cried. How bad I felt. But then help came from somewhere I didn't expect. Nick was there. He helped me up and asked me what happened to me. When he heard about the tramps, he called his friends to deal with my abusers. Honestly, my heart almost stopped when Nick and his friends fought the vagrants. The guys took my stuff back and we ran from the cops, laughing for some reason. Nick, thank you so much. I hugged him. You're the best brother ever. The guy blushed and didn't say anything back, but I wasn't offended because his actions were more eloquent than words. When we got home, mom was shocked to see a battered Nick. He brushed it off and said it was okay. My father, on the other hand, was not happy about it. The thing is, my adoptive parents are billionaires and reputation is very important to them. They were afraid of any scandal so they raised Nick in a strict manner to keep him out of trouble. Nick got very angry when his father told him off, so I decided to console my brother. As it turned out, it pissed Nick off that he lived in a rich family in the first place. You see, money is a weapon to reach some goals, but it's not about happiness. My dad wants me to carry on his business, and I want to be a doctor, and we fight about it all the time. I even felt sorry for Nick even though I didn't understand him. He had everything since he was a kid, but he doesn't appreciate it because it's not money that matters to him. It's the dream. If he lived in the street, he'd start appreciating everything he has. But then I realized what Nick meant. My father had arranged a business meeting at home with his partners, ordering Nick to attend. I could see that Nick wasn't interested at all. He even got hung up on the phone a few times, for which he received a stern reprimand from father. My father, very cleverly, without descending to insults, humiliated Nick. I felt really bad for my brother. So, I stood up for him. Dad smiled at me and said that I didn't understand anything and that he knew better how to make his son happy and more importantly, rich. Nick was touched that I stood up for him and for the first time, he called me sister and hugged me. Thank you. No one ever stood up for me, he said. I believe in you, Nick. Don't give up. Follow your dreams to the end. But I didn't think my words would have that effect on him. The thing is, that night, Nick ran away from home. He left a note in the living room, saying he'd rather be lonely and poor, but happy and free. My parents immediately pulled all the strings to find my brother, and my heart froze with fear. What if something happened to him? Then it would be all my fault. I was the one who encouraged him to follow his dream. Idiot! My parents couldn't sit still, so they went looking for Nick too. 
It didn't take us long to find my brother. He was surrounded by a gang of vagrants who wanted to get back at Nick for the last incident. They wanted to attack him in a group. We jumped out of the car right away, scared off all the vagrants and took Nick away. Son, that's not manly. You ran away like a coward. I ran away because I'm sick of you. I don't want to go into business. My goal is to help people and heal them. This argument went on all the way. At one point, Dad got so nervous, he lost control of the car. We hit a pole. Nick hit his head hard on the dashboard. My mom and I got scared. Dad seemed fine. My brother lost consciousness, and mom immediately dialed 911. What kind of misfortune is following us? Luckily, Nick wasn't seriously injured, but we were so scared for him. We cried in the room while they bandaged his head. I'm fine. Don't worry. He smiled at us. It must have had some effect on my father, and he mellowed. Nick, after all, was allowed to study to be a doctor. He was no longer bogged down with business meetings, which my brother hated so much. But there was another problem. You haven't forgotten about Nick's best friend Brian, have you? Well, he confessed his feelings to me. I was speechless. I didn't see Brian as a boyfriend. He was a friend to me. Nick, on the other hand, was very concerned. He was against us dating. But why? Brian asked. She's my sister and you're my best friend. This is a bad idea. It wasn't so long ago that you didn't think of her as your sister. A lot has changed, Brian. I'm against it. I don't want her to be in a relationship right now and then suffer through a breakup or a fight. Caroline needs to study. Brian didn't like that. Then I had to get into a dialogue and explain to the guy that I wasn't interested in relationships yet. Brian got upset but didn't insist on anything. Eventually, I got used to the luxurious life and Nick became not just my brother but my best friend with whom I could talk to about anything. I'm glad this family came into my life it's because of them that everything has changed for the better. Would you like to live in a billionaire family? Write your answers in the comments. I'd be interested to read them. Also, don't forget to share the video with your friends. Bye! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.